Welcome back to Radio Melee. We're joined by I'm actually I'm I'm the only non-god, I guess, on the show today because we're joined by Armada. What's up, dude? How you doing? What's up? No, I'm doing great. Uh, happy to be here. Good to see nice. you both. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I I heard you um someone was telling me you finally got or maybe it's I don't know when this happened, but you finally got top fifty. Uh, You're a top fifty. 40 now but i finally broke 40. the 49 minute barrier so wow. that, i guess that was the, the the milestone when you say 40 so you're you're 48 something now yeah yeah it's a 48 57 okay okay yeah because i've seen uh you know i've seen um some of the i i know a little bit about the 70 star the 70 star meta the 70 star route so it's like Let's the only go. one that go. i really know about future so. future runner <laughs> future runner maybe i, I mean a lot of a lot of melee players well. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I follow it so much. Let's go. I love it, man. So yeah, I mean, I, I want you getting the I want you getting the record, man. Are you I I know we've talked I've I've asked you before when you've rated me once, so I assume that's still your goal. And then after that 120. Again, if you guys don't know, by the way, we're talking about Super Mario 64. This is what Armada mainly does now, and uh he's crushing it. Of course. Yeah, at least trying, at least trying. We're we're getting there. We're getting there, getting solid. Tell cool, me man. about, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about what you think you bring to the table in the world of Smash, uh, Smash Super Mario 64. <laughs> Do you uh, have like, is it, you know, like in Melee, people have play styles, people have things they're known for. Is it like that? Would you say it, it works like that somewhat with speedrunning? A little or is bit. Or a little bit more homogenous? I mean, I would say like, partially I would say categories. Uh, categories themselves pretty much push pushes certain play styles the shorter a category the more uh, brutal optimizations you need the longer the yeah. category more consistency will be in play as well but the more categories gets pushed the brutal optimization mm -hmm. is like always comes everyone. out but mm -hmm. even like some of the top top runners you can see clear differences in terms of like going for more uh, like slightly slower, more safe strats, and some people just go all out. So uh, mm -hmm. you, you still see a bit of differences between runners. So if you had like two, uh, you could only see gameplay from two runners, top runners, I super quickly be able to detect this is this runner, this is this runner. Yeah, not so different from Melee in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's similar in that sense. It's cool, it's cool. Yeah, that's a pretty big... Uh... You know, I think with melee too, the better players get, the easier it becomes to pick them apart. And I'm sure it's like that with speedrunning. Yeah, I, I feel so as well. I feel so as well. I mean, I think the the games and the, they have like a lot of similarities in many ways. And I think the reason people are drawn to these type of games as well is like you know the amazing movement, the endless skill ceiling. It's uh, you know these type of games that have been around for so long, and people still you know keep pushing. Super Mario 64 is older than Melee, obviously, so... That's true, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Um, I have one more question for you, but before I ask that question, and I'm sure PP has a lot to talk about as well, uh, hey, all of y'all in the chat, you know, mm. I see a lot of you guys trickling in, make sure you use exclamation mark radio Melee, you're gonna get to talk to Armada and us uh, live on air. Just uh, exclamation mark radio Melee, you click on that link that the chat gives you, and it's really, really easy... Uh, to just submit a question and talk to us live on air. So that should be should be fun for you guys. Armada, I have one more question for you. Um, what is the Armada of Smash... I keep saying Smash 64. I want to say Smash 64 because it's SM64. Super Mario 64. Is there a technique? It's like the Armada shine of Super the, Mario 64. The is there a technique that you really... 
you pride the, yourself on. I hit it very consistently. Anything. The thing is, uh, new discoveries are actually super rare in Mario super 64 rare, right? these days. A, a discovery actually happened recently by another player. So I mean, I still have, I still have a chance. But uh, okay. yeah, sadly, I haven't gotten any technique or strat up called after me. Uh, I guess the thing I'm the most known for, sadly, is the fact that uh, I'm getting a lot Bowser. of these so-called meme PBs that I do PB very frequently, but by the tiniest of margins. So I even heard some uh, good runners call them like Armada PBs. Armada <laughs> PBs. <laughs> oh, oh shit. But I, I'm saying like I'm farming for content, right? <laughs> don't they know? Don't they know that? Don't what they know that do? it's all about? Yeah. Game? Yeah, yeah. Don't they know that that's how progress is made? It's one step at a time. Yeah, that's which. That's how you got to do it. I I respect your Armada PB. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it, you could PB by one second, half a second, but when when people see green on the last split, the the dollars roll in, man. I've seen it time and time again. So content money team, look at him go. He's he he's found his niche and he's running with it. Yep, that's how we do it. Awesome, man. And I mean. I'm honestly glad that you found something that, you know, you're really enjoying and, and it's been rewarding and a lot of people have really liked watching and, and you're really to put, you know, because you have such a laser focus on things. Obviously, you don't do what you did in Melee without that. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad you're able to apply that. But um, I think a lot of people will want this question asked, and it's not about Mario 64 speedrunning. It's about the thing that happened a little before that. So... Please excuse me. I'm going to ask it again, Armada. But there's, you were doing melee for a long time before that, um, and you were incredibly successful at it, obviously. And and you know some people, and you know you're still kind of around in a way. You still sometimes respond to things on YouTube, or you engage in some melee discussion on Twitter or whatever. And so I think some people maybe are and you're on a melee show now after all so maybe some people are like well what does this mean what what does he really want and so we're going to ask you again i know you've had this question so many times so we're going to ask you again do you have any interest in returning to competitive melee in what form would you be interested in and i actually watched a video that you a part of a video you did where you answered some of this and it was related to the community aspect of how people discussed you and how that impacted things so i'd lo i'd really love for you to draw on that as well if that's okay uh, yeah, of course. So in terms of competitive Smash, like, I, I mean, I still like to be a part of the scene due to like, like, as you said, I've been do I did it for a very long time. A lot of my uh, best friends are in some capacity, either active in the scene uh, as competitors, or used to be. And I mean, Going to these events, I met so many amazing people over the years, and even though I don't want to dedicate all my time and effort into improving at the game, I still like to be a part of like the community as a whole, right? Uh, now, of course, with the pandemic, offline events haven't really been a thing. They are like just about to get back. You know, a few events have happened, not too much yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I would still like to be a part of the scene in that way. Maybe some commentary here and there, uh, you know, these type of things. Uh, when you say that right way, now. just to make sure, I, just to clarify, do you mean just going and visiting events and maybe doing some commentary? You said in that way. I just want to make sure I. Yeah, 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 yeah. You interpreted it correctly. So, like, yeah, go to events maybe do some commentary hang out see people uh so yeah in, in that sort of fashion uh, mm -hmm. i would still like to keep it but in terms of like entering tournaments in any capacity uh no the thing is like i love the game melee is still my favorite game of all time i never see that changing uh 
But it's a very big difference between loving a game and also like dedicate all your time, right? Yeah. Uh, I think one big aspect that some people are truly maybe can't even fully relate to. Uh, and I mean, it's part of the price you might have to pay if you want to do something as serious as I did melee and a lot of people do melee now. Uh, but during my most active days, I spent roughly like 180 days out of country a year. Mm. Uh, and some people like they they might be a little bit confused about that in a sense because it's like let's say i was entering like let's say 15 20 tournaments in a year right but the thing is like since europe and no offense meant uh because we do have some good players in europe but of course the us have a lot better players on average uh so you get like much better practice right so often when i did compete at like evo genesis big house you name it it often involved staying out of country like two to four weeks at a time so mm -hmm. even if you only had one or two events you often had to stay like you know maybe close up to a month in preparation because all those like let's say six to eight weeks when i was home that gave you worse practice conditions than most other top players there's so, also jet lag it, right uh yeah i mean sort of but like part personally that was never really affecting me uh oh, i mean cool. i oh, can wow. do it to other people but i was very quick to adjust and even if i wasn't quick uh since i was staying for so long it would right. not have turned into an issue for me anyway. I know like way back in like 2014, Leffen was do working like part-time or something like that and traveling. So in these type of cases, uh, it clearly could impact, but th that was not a factor for me at least. Uh, but yeah, it was more like, you know, trying to like catch up for like worse practice time for like six to eight weeks and then like try to squeeze in like, you know, 10 hour days for like weeks straight. Uh, so, I mean, I more had like a, I was like all or nothing in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I if I competed, I wanted to do it and literally give it my all, or I don't want right. to do it at all. Like yeah. I don't want to do it half-assed. Yeah, of course. I don't think yeah. melee is a game yeah. where you can really you can really do that. I think it'll it'll let you know that's that's gonna hurt. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it, it shows. I, it shows in matches. It shows yeah. in results when if you start yeah. doing it like you know with uh, half your heart. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I have a question on that note actually. Wait, um, what were you saying? I, I have a question on that note, actually. How do you uh, do you play much? Uh, like, do you, like even if you don't, you know, c competing notwithstanding, do you do you ever just play, like for fun uh, yeah. these days? Or it, it's not too often, but once in a while, uh, uh, I have streamed teams a few times on stream. Singles, like handful of times, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. But teams with Android, uh, sometimes off stream as well, just hanging out with people over Discord, uh, especially when the pandemic was like more ongoing, just playing different games like Smash or could be other games too, right? Uh, you sit on Discord, play, talk, uh, because many of these people lived, you know, maybe in a different city and you didn't see them for a year plus. So it's just yeah. a, a nice way of uh, hanging out with friends uh, during that time. So yeah, once in a while, but not not too often. But hopefully, with like uh, local events uh, happening again, like on a smaller scale here, uh, maybe me and Andrew will just go to hang out and get some games in. But nothing more serious than that. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, because you know, I I, I think even uh, if 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 I ever see you streaming teams, even or singles or anything, you know, I'd love to come by and watch that too just because i think you know even like you said i think it's i think it's definitely possible to love the game even without necessarily wanting to compete and yeah i'd be super 
super down to come by and and and, and watch you beat people up in teams again. I hope you do. You're gonna, exactly. you're gonna have to let me know. Every time we have stream teams, uh, Pew Pew mm-hmm. has always showed up in chat. I swear, literally every it. time. It's not many times, but he always makes an appearance. It's like I gotta show support for teams. That's beautiful. That's cool. That's beautiful. Um, if I could ask one more thing, just to put it, just to ask about it specifically, because again, I think this is something that at least on the community end, they could control. And if you don't want to talk about this much, by all means, you can say so. Uh, but I, again, I remembered, uh, this is what I was referencing earlier. I remember there was a Q&A you did not too long ago, not too many months ago now. And you had mentioned that the way the community had talked about you, um, just general discussions, how a lot of things have been very harsh. And you didn't, And I mean, I'm not asking for any specific names or anything, and it could just be just anyone saying things, but that also seemed to be something that really pushed you away and made you feel like you, in a way, you almost, you know, if you did or you didn't play, you almost felt like you were in a tough spot. So that's something that at least the community could control. And so that's kind of why I wanted to highlight it and and talk about how that might be impacting you. Or if it still does, maybe it doesn't. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I would say it's been... how do you phrase this? Like, I don't want to make it sound like it's everyone because it's very clearly not. Sometimes you have very vocal uh, minority online on different social media. Uh, but it's true, uh, as it was sort of implied, like uh, it has been tougher times and it's been annoying. And honestly, in some ways, it makes me uh, want to be involved less in some ways, at least when it comes to like streaming the game, because I feel like uh, it always turns like extremely toxic. I mean, I'm not going to try to say that I've acted and said all the best things at all times. I probably could have had like a more laid back, uh, I don't give a fuck type of approach sometimes. Maybe not. that's not the best phrasing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think like sometimes it's been like, I feel like people and I know some people already like, like a lot of people know me and Mango have not really like been best buds for the past few years right right uh so it's been like many cases of like almost trying to poke and provoke me or at least that's how it's been coming across from my point of view right right and i feel like i tried more of like a laid-back approach at times but eventually like getting provoked and almost it's almost like a response it's like i want a response but then it reflects bad on me as well right right i understand uh, so i feel like a lot of people like I feel like a lot of things have been said about me, what I've said, that I don't feel like is what I've actually actually said, or at the very least not tried to uh, uh, get across as my message, right? But then you have so many people uh, that take those things for a fact, right? And way too many people go way too harsh online. You have seen people in the past, like HBox is a very notorious example, right? Where people have gone way too far in way too many cases uh so i mean i feel like as a community those type of things are things we should i'm not sure if tolerate is the the right word but uh, things we probably should like try to prevent as much as we can and i do think every uh player streamer content creator competitor whatever you want to call it we all have like uh uh an impact on people, right? Mm-hmm. So if like PVMD, for example, goes and like start shitting on this, this, <laughs> and this person, then of course, like people that like you are going to be more inclined to move with that. They're going right? to echo that opinion. Right. 
Yeah, it's so. almost it's almost more about it's like that it's the trickle down effect. Like because even if someone says something in jest and there's some subtlety to it or there's some layers to it, the people that are mirroring what they're saying, they don't get any of that. So that for them it's very surface level. It's just all or nothing. And yeah, so they're yeah. gonna they're and they're gonna parrot it in such a way where uh you know they they don't know you right on a personal level they're just you're just someone on the internet for them and so they don't have a personal stake in it where they're they're trying to tackle it with subtlety or they're trying to actually respect your opinion they're just kind of putting out what they see as the the popular opinion or what have you and so it becomes extra toxic yeah yeah it, it does i i 100 agree and I, I mean i think i think all of us probably can do a better job uh I've seen other people do it. I've tried to do it at least sometimes in the past myself. Like, I mean, if we go back to the Hbox, uh, because I think Hbox is a good example here due to all the, you know, horrible things that he sadly had to experience. But like, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think sometimes it's also important to like separate the person from like uh, the competitor or the character or whatever it is like some of the dislike may uh, stem from, right? Right. Uh, I probably didn't always do it myself, but I, I, I feel like I tried often to be kind of clear, like, all right, I really dislike this character, but it has nothing to do with Hungerbox, right? right. Uh, but right. of course, so sometimes in the heat of the moment, probably we have all, like, uh, slipped up in some capacity, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, like, it, it's still a tough, a tough topic, because, like, online, it's, like, so much about everyone being anonymous, right? Uh, and so many people, like, I, I don't feel like they realize uh, how harsh things they can say, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, like, I don't want to go too, too much into detail about it, but, like... Yeah, of course. I, I, I've s still seen some people online that literally have said things like, you know, they, uh, they, they want me dead, basically, for stopping to play the game, right? And that's... The, these type of comments are so absurd to me. It's so hard to, like wrap my head around it but i think like more of like the toxic culture it brings more of these people forward so right. i think myself and everyone else uh, we all can do a better job trying to be uh more friendly i guess right and it just so i can put a bow on this we we don't have to drag this out any longer so Love thank you for so thank you, first of all, for taking the time to answer that. I know that <laughs> you probably knew what you were signing up for when you agreed to come on and, and deal with this, but thank you yeah, for true, talking about true. that. But um, to put a bow on this, uh, Armada's not interested, and what a lot of you guys are saying out there about him is making him feel awful, and, I'm, and I hope that was reflected in what he's doing there. So, so please be considerate. Please be kind. What you're saying is probably not helping the situation, whether whatever, no matter what you want. So just to be very clear about that. Um, so thank you for that. And we can kind of move forward a little bit now and we can kind of go for our community voice. We have a lot of people that are trying to get questions to our model, so we won't hold them up for long, but let's get our question in or our answers in from last time, two weeks ago, our community mm -hmm. voice. I do not remember our question, but I, we have some long answers. This is the first of two. Yeah. We were talking about Nickelodeon all-star brawl, uh, which Basically, I was asking people, as I recall, I think the way I worded it was, you know, what is all the people out there? What is your relationship with the game right now? You know, I think when the game came out, obviously, a lot of us on the streamer side of things were playing it. 
Um, but I know a lot of my friends in the melee community, you know, some of them were trying it out. Some of them were, were really excited about it. Others of them were mm-hmm. hesitant because of the $50 price tag. And I just kind of wanted to know like where people are at with the game. So Ants Johnson here, pretty long answer. NASB started off with a CV stand. Community, community voice. voice. Ah, ah, nice. <laughs> NASB started off looking like a novelty product with its degenerate game plan. The devs flipping pl- approach to balance. Full sympathy for them with whatever external pressures put them in that spot. $50 was a steep price tag for a novelty game, but it was incredibly fun to watch as a canvas for personalities and community crossovers as covered in your show. Let's go. And the new patch seems to promote a healthier, more sustainable for, for both in-game and metagame. What the difference is, but okay. I still feel it's a really volatile investment for fifty dollars because not even its core mechanics are set in stone. It's true. I don't have the stomach or time to play the stocks much these days. Oh, I see the stocks. That's clever. That's like <laughs> a double entendre. I feel like he was going for. However, I have faith that it'll end up in a good spot, and that whoever does invest in it won't be let down. Wow, that's a comprehensive answer. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, maybe you don't feel this, Armada. Did you play much of the most recent patch? Are you still playing NASB a fair bit, or? Or are you mostly back to Super Mario? Uh, I haven't played too much of the new patch. Uh, I do think the new patch is clearly uh, a step Better. in the right direction. Yeah, I mean it was it was fun to mess uh, mess around and like uh, almost in like a Smash sixty four esque type of way, mm-hmm. like just brutally go over people. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, I think pre-patch, it was, like, probably the most similar to Smash 64 of any Smash game, rather than Melee or Ultimate. Uh, But I do think the DI patch was for the best. Uh, I think, like, part of the reason people have played it less is partially because they have other games that are their main content, right? That doesn't mean these players doesn't necessarily like the game. I think the game is fun personally. Uh, but SM64, on my end, is taking a lot of time in terms of, like, learning new stuff, improving, stay consistent. Uh, it's similar to Melee in that res- uh, aspect, too, that is very time-consuming, uh, not only to improve, but even if you just want to stay consistent at the level you are at. So SM64 is a little bit like Melee. If you don't play, you're actually like going to get worse, right? It's not like yeah. you uh, keep your skill. Like Some of it will like you know, downgrade. And even if you can work some of that back, like maybe without too much time investment in some cases, uh, it, it's still like something you need to keep up. Uh, on a very consistent basis. Uh, and then I think the other issue is that uh, the online can be improved quite a lot. And I think that's oh, yeah. part of the reason why it's been played less. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to speak for any of the other uh, you know, streamers why they have played less. I guess it's you know many different reasons uh, for you know each one of these people. Uh, but yeah. yeah, for me, it's mainly been... Uh, a lot of SM64. I do think next time I get like a PB to the point where I want to go back and learn a lot of new things, that's when I'm going to be streaming a lot of other games too because uh, basically I feel more drained doing only practice because it's like more new things, which means you're going to fail more because it's hard, right? And I also think it's not as fun stream content. That's true. Whenever I go back to like practice, I'll probably do like a little bit of practice on stream and then like a little bit maybe Nickelodeon or, you know, some other games too. Uh, So I think for me, it's primarily going to be in these spots when I'm like in a phase of learning new things that Nickelodeon will happen. But it will still happen once in a while. Uh, But yeah, like SM64 is my main game, but I still think Nickelodeon is good. And for every person that enjoyed the game, just please play it and don't ask if the game is dead. I swear, <laughs> every person that asked me in my chat if the game is dead, if they just tuned in and like played the game for themselves, 
It would be amazing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, it's funny. Um, yeah, everyone has their different reasons. For me, it's actually been. Uh, I, I was curious on your on your take of. Um, I guess you haven't played too much the new patch. It's funny for me. The reason is I feel like I need to pick up a new character. <laughs> Wait, did uh, you make the bleed as well? Well, Toph is Toph is dead, right? Toph's not a character. Oh, so I was yeah, playing, yeah, but I was playing Powder Toastman. But you know, they buffed Di, which I think is really healthy for the top tiers. But I think it killed Powder Toastman because now the shine combos don't work. They I can see. Di out. Yeah, Oblina actually got pretty killed too. So pretty killed. Yeah, the thing is, like, I feel like some of the top characters in that game pre-patch, they are still top characters, right? But I think yeah. of like the S tiers, if you want to put it that way, pre-patch. I think Oblina was. Besides maybe Mikey, I actually don't know about Mikey. Uh, Mikey, uh, yeah, I've heard. But uh, Oblina did fall off a lot. The thing is, the character has basically no range. So when you have, I think DI in Nickelodeon used to be like 10 degrees or something, up to 60 mm -hmm. now, while melee DI is like 18 or something. So even though it's not quite as strong as melee DI, it's not too far off. And then when you have a character like Oblina with such small hitboxes, it's basically like you hold out and you can never get more than two hits. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Powder Toast Man, same, same way. I well, the, that's the, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to before I think I start playing again. Is because um, all the patches so far have been like general mechanics, game engine, adding dash dancing, adding di, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they haven't really done too much character balancing yet. They haven't actually taken individual characters and like these are some buffs for this specific character. These are some nerfs for this specific character. They've changed some really large things, like they took out some infinites or they took out some glitches, but they haven't done like character buffs yet. So I'm, I'm really waiting for their first balance patch where they really like look at individual characters and actually try to balance the roster. Cause I don't think they've really done that yet. Um, and yeah, I'm really yeah, curious I agree. to see. But the thing is, I also think yeah, they made the right call in that regard because like the DI change itself is so Oh large, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I agree. So I, take, I think they take care of the, the big stuff first. Approach. Wait, one yeah. more time? Oh, like take care of the big stuff first. Hit, get this, get the stuff that affects the whole game first. Yeah, before you go and you tweak each individual character. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's look at mm. our other answer so we can see what all the the people out there think. And I can. Oh yeah, because we do have two. We do we have, two. have two. Uh. So this person, what is this? Is this? I don't know. They're, they're a bunch of. They're a bunch of letters. You trying to read their name? Yeah, their name is impossible. Y Yinder Bixie. <laughs> yeah sure um i can take uh, the, I, can I, can take the, I can take the read on this one if you want tov yeah get it all right my perspective as both a spectator and player is that nickelodeon all-stars is kind of limp the thwip 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 rhythm of rhythm of wet noodle hitboxes both characters just spamming <laughs> light nair and air dashing at each other combos being entirely one note due to lack of hit stun and a lack of animation variety everything just feels the same and feeling is kind of meh the most interesting combos are the ones that can't do this reptar toff cora agreed but, <laughs> those characters are sick they are pretty cool, but they seem like they are designed in mimicry of Smash characters that use larger hits and windows to create off-rhythm combos, and they don't get this advantage. Uh, the hit stun is just equalized and super short, so they just can't combo. Anecdotally, watching people win hard in this game sucks. It doesn't feel like there's any degree of outplay or emergent gameplay. It feels like a light nair coin toss into conversion to 100% or triple light dare edgeguard, hopeful for patches, but also somewhat apprehensive about the lack of design cohesion on release. So I think between Triple the two, that's the Armada. <laughs> it's, it's everyone at this point, but day one, it was the Armada. Yeah, day was one, it was the Armada, and I guess maybe the Void. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't know. My character can't do that. My character can only do two and stuff. Um, you, you didn't have the privilege like we did. 
<laughs> That's true. I I played Ang for five minutes. I did some of those combos, then I stopped playing Ang. Maybe I should go back. I mean, Ang's Nary is still actually like a pretty good combo. Oh, it's too. yeah, because, it's amazing. No, it's amazing. yeah because his range is just so large that even with good DI, you can still follow up very nicely. And and it's um the platform on Jellyfish Fields is his best friend. Because it's like true. the perfect, it's like they designed that platform. They're like, all right, let's take the exact length of Ang's Nair and make it just right there. Oh, man, it feels so good to hit. Um, yeah, I, 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 I totally get that. I actually want them to do more. I want them to take, uh, dude, this is, it's funny because this is something that is, is, I think, very ubiquitous across a lot of games right now. Because, um, okay, you take Melty Blood, for example, the new fighting game, uh, or the new version of Melty Blood just came out, Type Lumina. And that's actually one thing people are saying about that one is that compared to the previous version, Actress Again, that came out many years ago, where there are a lot of different player or character styles, a lot of variety among characters, you know, there's the different moons or what have you. The new one, it feels like a lot of the characters are, are it's a very balanced game, but that's because all the characters kind of play sort of similar. Um, and so I totally get this because, yeah, I got that with Nick All-Star as well, where I felt like a lot of the strong characters are quite similar. And I would like to see them for their next patch. Like, I want to see them start getting a little crazy. I want to see characters that play very differently that can succeed. The thing that I thought that was the coolest, did you happen to watch Armada? Did you happen to watch the Melee versus Ultimate, the crew battle that Ludwig did? The uh, 10 I actually didn't. I went to Stockholm. A friend turned 30. Oh, you did? So he, oh, uh, he cool. had a birthday party. So I actually ended up missing it. But I uh, I saw afterwards like uh, how the players performed in terms of like stall count. But I, I actually didn't end up seeing it. Yeah, uh, Void, Void went crazy. Yeah, um, he went crazy. I think the bus went crazy. And then yes. like swap. And uh, that, uh, actually, that was, that was what I was going to bring up was I really liked the way the buzz play because everyone was saying DeBuzz was might, maybe not going to be good because people thought Invader Zim wasn't good. People thought DeBuzz hadn't practiced the game that much, but he actually did really well. And he was doing some really cool setups where like he would, he would actually do like ledge trapping with all of the different like things that he could place. He was playing Zim kind of like Rosalina, but like Rosalina with a little bit of Olimar, which kind of makes sense because it's DeBuzz. Like he would like send the little guy, the girl forward, and then he would like put the thing in the air that would cover the jump or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is so different from how everyone else is playing, but this is actually really cool. And I, I even saw in the melee chat, like somebody in the melee chat of the players was even saying like, that was actually kind of cool, not going to lie. Um, so that was actually really sick. And if you, if you, uh, you know, if you were curious or if you want to go back and if you get the chance, you should check out DeBuzz's games from that crew battle because... I that was that was like uh, I had a glimmer I had a glimmer of like there could be more of this because this is totally different than how all the other players are winning and it's actually really cool to see because most of the other players that are playing top tiers they play very similarly. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. The thing is also I feel like uh, the 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 concept of having ca characters more similar and mechanics uh, less brutal, it basically oh. makes games more balanced overall, right? Yes. Like if you, basically if you have characters being more similar in terms of playstyle and like hitboxes and combo routes, it's gonna be more easy to get characters on like an even-ish playing field, right? Yeah. I feel like when you add like so many different dynamics and like every character works vastly different, and then you also take into account people pushing these characters for a long time, hopefully, right? Uh, it's going to be things even the developers had no way of, uh, you know, seeing like this would happen, right? Like, I know Melee wasn't intended to be this, you know, crazy competitive game. But even if it was, no one that made that product yeah. would have known everything that was about to come, right? 
Uh, so if you already have like a design philosophy that everything is going to be like more uh, unique in a sense, it's going to be even harder to get it to be like balanced. Uh, you have recoveries working so different. It's like, oh yeah, this recovery seems to be quite a bit better. This one seems to be a bit worse. Uh, sometimes stuff like that can change depending on skill level. Uh, and then it's also like, how does this like blend in with everything this character have to offer overall? Uh, something like edge hogging in melee. Some people say that oh, it's bad because uh, these type of characters can never be good. But it's more like they are not necessarily bad because their recoveries are lacking. It's like their overall kit, right? Like, right. like not every character in melee has like a puff recovery, right? Uh, you have a character like Mewtwo that arguably has like one of the absolutely best recoveries in melee, but he's still bad just because his yeah. overall kit isn't good enough. Uh, but you have a lot of people that believe that, oh, like characters like Bowser, they have to be bad because their recovery is like very bad. But that's not ah. necessarily true. I must not see this viewpoint as much because these this probably comes from ultimate players probably more, right? Because things are more homogenized, I think, in ultimate. I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I feel like maybe. this is just like a very common type of like line yeah. of thinking. Uh, if you see like social medias in general, it may be ultimate yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be like overall like worse like players in general uh not trying yeah. to be mean but not trying uh, to be mean yeah there, I think there's something so many dynamics yeah yeah there's something interesting Kevin? you know he's true you know he's true. <laughs> he said not to be mean we're just gonna not to be mean. go past that <laughs> okay, okay i don't think that was mean, mean. i think that was mean. very reasonable i think most people are worse at video games than armada myself included i think there's funny. actually something interesting to dig into here before we get our first caller on um which is that you know people I one opinion speaking of people who you know just might not know much or they don't know as much about you know specifically melee maybe then they you know that you see them in Twitch chat or YouTube comments all the time they're like you know why do people still play this game it's just like there's only like there's not that many characters there's like you know there's not that much character variety the the top tiers are so much better than the bottom tiers but I think you raise a very good point Armada which is that I think because melee has a little bit of imbalance with with regards to character strengths. Okay, yes, the tier list is more lopsided. There's some pretty bad bottom tiers and some really good top tiers. But also on the flip side, there's a lot of variety between the characters. And so I would almost rather take a game with melee like melee where half the half the cast is unviable, but among the characters that are viable, they're all pretty different. I mean, even the clones like Fox and Falco, those are clone characters. But they play really different. Like, they play really... I would say they're... In terms of getting comboed, maybe they're similar. But other than that, they're not that similar at all. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I would also say, like, not only the fact that, like, sure, you have, like, some characters in Melee, or actually quite a lot of characters in Melee that are not viable. But not only... Uh, I mean, I would say that, yes, the characters play very differently. Like, Fox to Marv, Marv to, like, Sheik, and so on. But yeah. since Melee have so much things going for it... Each one of these characters can be played in so many different ways as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm not as knowledgeable in like any other big esport, uh, but at least based on my limited knowledge, it seems like in a lot of other games, characters are played more similar between good players playing X character, while mm -hmm. in Melee you have more ways of like expressing yourself and playing a character. You can have a Fox playing like one way, like. Uh, from one player and then like it doesn't even really look that similar if a different fox play or falco or marv or whatever character uh we would end up talking about right uh -huh. 
And then one final point there I was wanna wanna say as well. The the thing like the the reason half the cast in melee is uh so bad. I mean I don't even think it's like how do you say it's not entirely necessarily because of how the game works. You could make a game like Melee, similar to Melee, where every character is roughly equally as good. I just think it would be so much harder due to like all the tremendous differences. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh at the same time I think it makes it fun to watch. Yeah. You know, in spite of in spite of the fact that on the service level it looks like a bunch of Fox Fox only final destination or whatever. But you know Yeah. I mean that's uh that, that's the meme, right? That's the meme. That's the meme. All right, I think it's about time to get our first caller on. Uh you know, we we have some some pretty interesting questions this time around. So uh let's talk to some of the guests. We got uh young Yosi calling in. What's up, young Yosi? Where are you calling in from? Hey, um I'm calling from a little town in Washington uh, called Grandview. Um nice. Washington yeah. State? Yeah, Washington State. Oh, shout uh, out PNW. Yeah, wish it was Seattle, but it's a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I wanted to ask, um, in a previous episode, PP mentioned um, that in regards to like player skill and achievements, that he believes that everyone will hit an inevitable point of satisfaction, uh, whether they're oh, conscious boy. of it You brought or this not. up today, huh? <laughs> I, Whoops. I was... I've I've been thinking about it ever since you said it because um I feel like it kind of went under the radar. You like said it and I felt like it seemed important to you, but then you didn't really yeah. talk about it too much. Um but it stuck with me and I'm curious to hear more. Uh I want to know what you guys think about this inevitability, whether it's true, uh how to know when you've become satisfied, how does it affect your goals moving forward? Is this point something that you can change? And also tangentially, uh do you guys believe that uh, people's goals as melee players are often informed by this hypothetical point of satisfaction, or is this something that most players are unconscious of uh, and leading to like unreasonable or unrealistic goals? Uh, well, he was asking about my thing. I can clarify some before either of you guys want to take it away, if that's all right. Do clarify. Okay. Although I think I can guess what this is mostly about. Yeah, I won't. I won't go as long. That in a. And just just so I can make sure this is clear. But what I was talking about, I still think this is true. Um, but I think everyone has a point that they are okay with, uh, whether that's best in your house, best in your city, best in your state, or just PR'd, or number one in the world for several years, and you know, yeah, like certain people on the show right now. But you know, like whatever, right? It and uh, whatever that takes to get there um people get there and then and then you have to figure out what you want to do next and that's a that's a tough choice and i think when you start you don't think about this and everyone's got a level like that and you you might have a level like that with melee you might have something like that with money you might have that with a friendship a relationship like it can be with all sorts of things i it's just melee is kind of the gateway to understand a lot of these things and this is so how i bring it up and but after that point i think because this isn't really something that's talked about, people don't often navigate the space super well. So they're like, well, why am I not doing what I was doing before or whatever? And so this can this can really be challenging and, and confusing. And then you start being frustrated. I mean, I one of the experiences for me was, um, just to bring it up for myself and make it personal, after pound five, I started 
playing a lot more. It took me a long time to figure out how to how to stop playing to protect a spot and be so worried about that as opposed to still trying to grind and improve and, and try to, you know, beat who I was yesterday or whatever, which I'd never really tried to do. I'd always been for approval of others on a certain level. And, and, and there was a certain level where I didn't have enough of that. And then when I finally got it, I was like, well, now what? And then I, cause I was, and I was satisfied. And so I had to figure that out. And, and I think this is something that everyone deals with to varying degrees. And so I hope that clarifies kind of where, what that is. And I do think this, everyone has a point like that, but you know, how, what, you, how, whether you're conscious of it or not, how to evaluate that I think is important. So that's my take. And, uh, you guys can do with that as you will. You want to go first, Rove? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, uh, this it's, 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 we talked, we talked a little bit about this on one of the previous weeks. I remember maybe it was a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's true that, man, I thought about, I thought about this a lot. It's true that, yeah, I, I mean, I think that this is the case. I think that people do tend to get right. Like as you work towards something, you, you, you kind of gravitate towards a, uh, and, and, and you see it with competitors, but you also see it with, 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 with people in, in, in other walks of life, right? And for me, you know, I, people, this ties into a question that I used to get a lot, which was like, you know, what do you think about how, like, how good can a commentator be if you're commentating Melee? Like, does that mean that you can't be a good player anymore? And I think that, like, the answer there is that no, it doesn't necessarily mean like you can definitely be a good player and a, and a, and you can keep getting better. But I think for a lot of people, and I think this was me for many many years, um, uh, you know, you go to tournaments and you you derive like a sense of satisfaction or a sense of like you know, like for me, I would go to these major tournaments, and I and I was I knew that at the end of the day, I was really there to commentate, and it was very hard to, like, it was very hard to like really have the drive to like beat people, even if I really wanted it consciously. I think subconsciously, it was a lot more difficult when I knew that okay, even if I make it into the top eight somehow, well, I'm going to commentate the top eight anyway. You know, right? So, um. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it is, to a certain degree, inevitable. Um, it, it will happen, but um, but I, I I don't know. I I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's a problem at all. I think it's totally fine. You, there are ways past yeah. that. I mean, there are ways I've, past it. I've I've moved past it. You know, and everyone's made their choice. Like I hired, and then he. He, you know, he decided he wanted to do it again, and he did it again, and he did it for longer, right? So it's it's totally, it's it's totally achievable for very, and this can be you can see this on various scales, not just at the, yeah. the highest level. I didn't, I don't, I didn't want to make it sound like you're there and then you're done forever. Like that's not that's not what happens. It can happen even for a while or forever, but you know, it it depends. I have yeah, a theory think, uh, on. Like, oh, go, go ahead, Armada. I think a lot of it is also like. I mean, I think these like points as you described about pound five for example uh i had similar points where like uh during my career you got like to a certain goal and then it was like yeah then what now right right i think part of the challenge is trying to find new goals along the way right and mm -hmm. some days will be easier some days will be tougher uh so i do think uh 
smaller smaller goals, right, uh, is very important. Trying to like push that as long as possible. But I mean, yeah, I guess theoretically, like let's say someone was like number one at melee or anything for like. 20 years straight, no one could ever challenge oh, you. Goodness. Of course, like, I mean, I'm not sure if it's like humanly possible to be as like driven if no one literally can challenge you. And in before someone like is read, taking this way out of context, I'm not in any capacity trying to say that that was me. Uh, this is a absurd uh, hypothetical, right? But let's say someone like in any sport was like, you literally couldn't beat them for 20 years. I think... I'm not sure if any human would actually like have the same drive and passion at that point, right? I think the fact of like being challenged is part of it. And then I think some people might be like uh, reaching that type of satisfaction earlier than others. I don't think everyone have like the same threshold, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have some like professional athletes like uh, Jagger, for example, like he's what almost like 50 now and still play playing professional hockey even though it's not at the same level right just because he loves tom brady love tom brady yeah, or like tom, tom brady, brady. gotta respect him you don't have to love him but you gotta respect him <laughs> Jeez, Louise, yeah. dope. so i mean there, there are some of these cases as well right but hypothetically if brady won uh, the super bowl like every single year since he started would he have continued for as long maybe maybe not it's it's also like you can't really prove this one way or another unless someone actually does it for like 50 years and never lose a single time, I guess. Uh, so, but yeah, it's it's an interesting, interesting topic. I do think side like side goals or smaller goals along the way is more important uh, as well. But I mean, as long as you're also challenged, you it's like a high price to pay to stay up there, right? And it can be other things in life, uh, other priorities taking over. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a cool topic. But I mean, I think the challenge itself, at least 99.99% of the people will go through. Yeah. Um, if I had to say anything simple, because again, not everyone is going to be, you know, number one melee player or number one in their firm or whatever it is. Um, if you get somewhere, I mean, I think this is a general thing to say too, but if you get somewhere and you start feeling a satisfaction and you want a simple rule, I think that rule is raise your standards, whatever those are. And, and you just go from there, set something that inspired you, like it inspired you to get to where you were. And so you feel that feeling again, because you're going to follow that feeling and, and whatever form it takes, it might have to be very different. You might have to use very different thinking or whatever, but that's where you want to go from that point. And when you're when you are someone that you know did what armada did for example and you're on top for a really long time you have to re i can only imagine for the bit i had to do it but for you know armada you would have to continue to find other avenues or other other ways to be inspired and and, and other sorts of goals win by more or whatever it can be it can be something different so um I, I just, you know, it's an important question. I think this applies to everyone, not just people who succeed at the highest level in something. And, and yeah, so it's a, it's a great question to come on with today. Um, but I do think we have handled that pretty well, unless there's anything else any of you guys want to add. I think it sums it up pretty well. I think it sums it up pretty well. Cool. Well, Young Yoji, thank you so much for calling in. Um, is there any, any shout outs you got for us today on your way out? Uh, yeah, shout outs to my girlfriend Maddie. Uh, shout outs to my boys and girls, young Nero, young Regu, young Henny, young Mist. 
uh, <laughs> shout outs to 64 scene shout outs kiro shout out strand daddy and uh shout outs to crush um, yeah crush yeah shout outs to crush just keep them in your mind never forget from time to time mm-hmm. all right take care gamer thanks for calling in yeah have a good one what a what a poignant question if i may um it was right, poignant we, <laughs> we got another caller on deck let's bring him in banana foster what's up where are you calling in from uh, hi i'm calling in from ohio uh northeastern ohio that is cool. neo love me pgh carol and the gang <laughs> spinda uh, spinda's neo right yeah no idea <laughs> okay i'm not up to date with my local scene got it but you are up to date with this question you want to ask us right uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, with Smash World Tour, I'm so excited that Armada is here for this question, by the way. With Smash World Tour, we saw strong performances by five very different Peaches. Uh, Triff, Kalamazoo, Azusa, oh. Lod, and Polish. So, how can we think about different styles of Peach? For instance, the speed and constant hitboxes of Mog or Blue's Clues versus the more defensive movement and reactive moves of Kalamazoo or Lod. Um, as well as just, like, diverse uses of turnips, now that we're a few years past just comparing everyone to you, Armada, and saying, like, well, they do it yeah. a lot like he does. That, that, is, that definitely was the thing, was that people would just talk about Peach players in terms of Armada. They were just like, okay, this, this guy can do 70%. He's like a 70% of an Armada. This guy's only like a 45% of an Armada. So the 70% guy's better, you know? Wait, so was the question, like, how do we have compare the different styles? I'm not, I, I think the question was lost on me a little bit. Maybe, I don't know if you guys got all of it. If you did, that's fine. Or mainly if Armada did, this is, I think, the Armada question. <laughs> but uh, if, if Banana, you could clarify a little bit, that might be good. But you are muted, so that would be tough. I think Banana was just asking uh, what we think of the different styles oh, of Peach sorry about gameplay. That. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, go okay. ahead. Go ahead, Banana Foster, now that you're back. Uh, sorry, I lost like five seconds. What was just said? Oh, we were just wanting you to clarify what the actual question was. Was it how do we compare right. the styles of Peach or what? So I just sort of wanted to see... I feel like we have ways of speaking about a lot of other characters that are more advanced, but uh, we haven't... Peach hasn't gotten a lot of attention for a while. Um, so I was hoping that we could just sort of think about uh, maybe putting together a language for how different Peaches operate. Like how Polish uh, usually throws his turnips straight down and doesn't necessarily pull them uh, in all matchups between stocks versus Triff, who almost always seem to have a turnip in hand and, and use them in very different ways. So just like thinking about and defining at least a couple of the top new peaches um i made this question before polish had his crazy run by the way mm. um and just like cool. what are they what are they doing how can we be a little bit more sophisticated than just 70 percent armada gotcha and um i mean i think okay so i think part of it comes down to uh 
part part of this comes down to the fact that as we talked about earlier characters in melee can be played very differently right i think the reason why some characters may not be talked about that way as much is that uh every person that talks about melee have their own strengths and weaknesses right so a person like me that played peach and fox probably would know extra much about peach and fox and let's say uh PPMD, much more about Falco, Marv, Toph about Fox. Uh, of course, we know things about other characters, right? Uh, on top of our mains, but especially these characters, right? And I guess the biggest reason is that a lot of commentators are not Peach players in any capacity. Uh, so the easiest metaphor they could use was comparing it to me, in my case, Pikachu to Axe, Yoshi to Amsa. I don't think it's people necessarily trying to be like, disrespectful or think the character can only be played one way i think in some cases it might not just be the easiest like you can see that with uh uh puff ices ices is a good example ices is a good example sometimes you even have play like commentators that are really good but they can't always pinpoint exactly all the what they're going for details right so uh I, I will be honest i haven't actually watched too much melee lately uh, so some of these uh, Peach players I have not seen much from. Of course, I've seen a lot from Triff historically. Uh, I've played against him a lot too. Uh, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to give like an exact list on all these things. Of course, if I was watching or commentating, I would be able to pinpoint it more. But I guess the overall advice I could give to everyone that does commentary for events is trying extra hard with characters. Uh, they are not playing as or against as often uh, because every commentator every commentator will have uh, some characters they're weaker on naturally like even if you're the best commentator in the world you will be worse commentating some character that's just how it is and i think that's the issue uh this boils down to if you ask me um i thought the um i thought the set that was at uh na east smash world tour was where they had the polish versus laud peach and winners that was a really good... Did you actually watch that match, Banana Foster? Because... Yeah, that was amazing. Um, just seeing, like, the different styles of, of, of real intense speed versus... Um, yeah. Uh, Lod picking his spots a lot more. It was so interesting seeing that play out in a ditto. Also, the verticality... I thought the, I thought the, the thing that me and Walt were remarking on that kept coming true over and over and over was how much more, especially in the ditto... Laud wanted to be on the ground and Polish wanted to be in the air. Like nine times out of 10, the neutral interaction was Polish in the air, trying to mix it up with the float and the platform wave land or float landing, etc. And Laud being on the ground, pulling turnips. Obviously, Laud, I mean, Laud got like several stitch faces over the course of the set. I don't think Polish pulled any because Polish just wasn't pulling nearly as many turnips. Um, and a lot of it was Polish like basically trying to approach from the air and Lod trying to anti-air or trying to space around him on the ground. And that was like literally every single game that kept happening. Polish would immediately go to the platforms to go into the air and Lod would always stay on the ground, try to get a turnip out. And um, it was like really, really crystal clear. And I thought it was cool how Walt in particular did a really good job kind of establishing that narrative at the very start of the set, talking about how Lod is a very grounded peach and Polish is very tricky with his his platform movement, his float movement, and almost all of the set, if you took any individual snapshot of any moment, if it wasn't like, if it was neutral game, Polish would be in the air and Lod would be on the ground. Like every, 
every single time. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I think it's, I do wonder, um, Armada, if from, you know, because people do talk about the Peach players these days as if they're more varied and they have more, like, they play differently from each other, whereas the way people used to talk about Peach was that they are all trying to emulate you. Do you feel like that was even true back then? Like, did, Armada, did you feel like, even back when you were active, did you feel like most Peach players were trying to play like you, or did you feel like... Uh, like, do you think there's any merit to that? Or do you think, like, even back then, there were some peaches that were very good that played really different from you? I mean, honestly, I never truly agreed with that narrative. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the peach players, you know, watched my bots trying to, you know, uh, find things they could improve on, just like people do with other characters as well, right? Uh, but I yeah. don't think it was like, oh, every peach player is like a worse version uh, of my peach, right? I think some peaches played really different for me. Uh, mm. Not only, like, for example, like one matchup, but like overall. Uh, I think that also stemmed from the fact that it was just like an easier metaphor to use. Uh, I mean, some peach players overall, I would say, have been a little bit more similar. Uh, but I mean, for example, like uh, MACD way back, uh, or maybe not way back, but his peach was very different from mine, for example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you could also, you could still often hear these type of like, oh, like worse Armada or 70% oh, as you talked about. So yeah, I, I don't think that narrative was ever really true. Uh, I think at most, it was like some peach players had a similar style, uh, some did not. Uh, but most of them probably uh, looked for uh, inspiration and ways to improve, right? But that that is true for any character. Like if you're a good yeah. fox player, you have probably watched Leffen's fox, even if you play nothing like Leffen. Like I, I don't. Think yeah, that, yeah. It's like I. I mean, I think like with Falcon, for example, I think that's a very good one. I think none Wizzy and Esther J play super differently. But you yeah. can see, especially like, you know, in the past few years, that it's like they all have been taking pieces from each other, right? They still have their very different play styles, but they are like, you know, still seeing that, oh, like, none is using his crouch really good in these type of scenarios. I'll pick up on yeah. that, right? Uh, you have seen none like, you know, maybe once in a while I actually should react like Wizzy, right? <laughs> So, I mean, you, you see even these type of players, even though they have, like, super different play styles, they still look for ways to improve, right? And, of course, looking at, like, the best player of a character or some of the best players of a character, that's a good way of, like, uh, getting better, too, right? Because no human has all the answers to one of the characters in Melee. Unless you maybe play Bowser and you realize that this isn't worth it. But I guess most <laughs> of humanity can get to that conclusion pretty fast. Yeah. I, 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 I think I agree with you. Um, something I've said on Radio Melee before, I think that the way casual, well, not even casuals, but I think a lot of people in the community talk about the potential of Melee characters or even the existing scope of Melee characters, they tend to draw comparisons to the existing top players of the character. Remember, we were talking about this in the context of Wizzy PP and how people think that Falcon can realistically react to Tech Chase like when people talk about Falcon, I just noticed that people talk about it as if reaction tech chasing is is should be accounted for, whereas nobody seems to talk about Sheik this way, for example, because the top Sheik player or the top Sheik players don't reaction tech chase that much, except right. maybe for face roll. And I think that for for Peach, yeah, I think I think Peach players have always 
with the exception of certain people like get yeah, like maybe Kalamazoo. I think Kalamazoo has always basically tried to only do what Armada does, but um, at least having having spoken the notepad. I remember the notepad. I remember talking to him. I remember every time I'd tell him some idea, I'd be like, hey, maybe have you considered doing this here? And he's like, Armada doesn't do that, so I'm not going to do that there. And I was like, okay, okay. Look, take it it or leave it, dude. I'm just saying. But anyway, um, yeah, I think for a long time, I, I actually don't think the Peach players necessarily all played like you, but... This is to say that I think if you were active today, I think people would still be drawing comparisons to you with all yeah, the people. Yeah, or at the very least, I think they would literally would be still bigger be bigger than yeah, today, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that people are exploring the what I would actually want to call the fact that they are playing differently, and I think that deserves to be highlighted. Uh, all these players have their own strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's I think it's a good thing that it's one step closer to uh, more deserved recognition, if you put it that way. It's a slight follow up on that exact point. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so strengths and weaknesses to get past that point of uh, sort of simplistic analysis of peaches, um, peach players. Are there do you see strengths and weaknesses for various styles like uh, for grounded or more aerial-based peaches in particular matchups, like versus other floaties or versus other spaces? Just like, is there any room in this uh, Radio Melee show to analyze a little bit of what different peaches are good at or strong at um, to move past the 70% point? Banana Foster, do you main Peach? I used to. Now I main Puff. I'm very lame. Interesting. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. Um, but is this an extension of your original question in that you want there to be a description of how different Peaches can play? Or do you want to just talk about what's effective with Peach? Uh, I think probably the first more okay. than the second because that's what i that's what i was going to ask um when you also unmuted but yeah it, um i'd really love to hear this from you armada um maybe we can do it this way if you want to talk about the way you wanted to play peach and what you felt you were strong at or maybe not as strong at and how you might compare that to triff or any other peach that you're aware of so that people might have more of a groundwork more of an understanding to evaluate peaches i think that's what this person was really after when they asked their question Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you, PP. You're welcome. Got your back. Um, I mean, I think for me, in terms of, like, playstyle, like, I mean, this is similar to other characters, too, but, like, it was entirely based on what character you were playing against, right? Against a character like Falco, you're probably going to stay a bit more airborne, since Laser puts you in shield, which is a position you don't want to be at, right? Uh, but even there, you can see some Peach players that have, like, a much more grounded approach to the matchup. Maybe, you know, more power shields, for example. Uh, so, I mean, I think it comes down to, like, how you value the risk versus reward in different type of scenarios. I, I do think Triff is probably one of the more similar, if maybe not the most similar peach uh, to me. And I wish, I wish I could give you a better. If I knew this question was going to come up, I was going to look at these peach players and give you a better list. Okay. But I feel like I wouldn't give uh, the question justice, pretending that I have kept up with all these peaches. Sure. So. As boring as that answer is, I, I don't want to give a list that I wouldn't fully believe in myself. 
Sure. And I, I'm sorry, but if I if I if I had watched, I would happily happily tell all the differences. Uh, but since I haven't, like, yeah, I I I, I can't really give you the answer you're looking for. Uh, but hopefully I can in the future, since I know that some people want to know it now. We're looking forward to the tweet. We're looking forward to it. Um, I I <laughs> I could give a partial answer, but I am also not someone <laughs> who has been ranked number one with Peach for a bunch of years. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it will not have the same oomph. So I'm not going to attempt it because that would be embarrassing. But uh, Banana, um, I think you can just look forward to our modest tweet. That may just be the greatest way to uh, solve this. And uh, I think it's still good you put it forward. Yeah, I will uh, watch my subscription on YouTube very carefully. Yeah, or YouTube, <laughs> wherever he puts it, I suppose. Uh, Sounds but good. Sounds good. Thank you for calling in, Banana Foster. Any shout-outs for us on your way out today? Uh, yeah, sure. Shout-outs to the, I don't remember his name, the Ohio player who came in last week who uh, mentioned the uh, Melee Locals at Kent, because I went up there, and that was a lot of fun. Cool. Um, and also shout-outs to all the uh, long-time Melee viewers who aren't, like, engaged in their local scenes or aren't going to tournaments and mostly are just watching from the outside in, maybe getting on Slippy or something. It's great. Uh, you should come to your locals, and if you don't, that's fine, yeah, yeah. too. Just uh, keep hanging out. For sure. All right, well, take care. Have a good one, gamer. Thanks, you too. Love getting Peach questions for our motto. We love that. Yeah, I uh, I definitely had a lot of fun watching, in particular, Polish's run. Yeah, this past weekend, and yeah, he I hadn't I hadn't watched that much Polish before, uh. So and he was he was really fu- he was really impressive and he was really fun to watch. Not I mean it helped that definitely helped that every single set he played was you know game five to the yeah, limit. Yeah, I saw, last I saw the bracket and pull sheet. It was like game five all over. Game five, game, game five, game five, game five, and they're all last off like all the way to winners finals. But um, yeah, I think but, we'd yeah. all enjoy to hear what you'd have to have to say about, um, you know, Polish and maybe also Watt. I think people would be really curious to hear about all that Armada. So if you ever end up getting the time, it'd be I'd, I'd be interested in it, too. So, you know, no pressure. I know you didn't come on to get more content commitments, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there is, a, you know, a lot of interest, then uh, I mean, it sounds rewarding in a sense, too. Right. Because that's part of what we do. Right. Content. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's a good idea if people, if enough people want to see it happen, then it would, I would be encouraged. You, you know what to do? It. Tweet at Armada, ask him for some Peach comparison content, let him know demand is real. This is, this is something you could do, community. Definitely. All right, let's take our next caller. We got Macho. What's up, Macho? Where are you calling in from, gamer? Hey, how y'all doing? Calling from Hey, what's up? Calling it from where? From Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yep. So uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, so I kind of have a general fighting game question. Uh, feel requires kind of a little bit of context. Um, so oh, are you the Zato Macho? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, good to talk to you, dude. Yeah, good to talk uh, for to you. context. For context here, Macho got fifth place this year. Fifth, right? Yes. At Evo, uh, oh. in Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where my question is. Uh, thank you. That's kind of where my question is stemming from. 
Uh, I've been following Melee since like 2012. Love the game, but I've always oh, wow. m- mostly competed in um, traditional fighting games. And yeah. with the most current one being Strive, like you mentioned. And uh, my, my question is that like at the top level, uh, how do you account for your variance in everyday gameplay, such as like playing your A game versus playing your B game and kind of like follow-ups to that. Like say you're playing in tournament and you, you recognize you're not playing your A game. Uh, like, can you get to there if at all possible? And when you train, should you train to play your A game more often or should you train to improve your B and your C game and et cetera? And the reason I ask this is because personally, um, you know, right now the top level competition in Strive, um, it's pretty evenly matched and, you know, it can be frustrating whether in tournament or even just in practice. Sometimes it feels like just variance and how I'm feeling on any given day um, can heavily dictate the way a set goes. So, and I'd love to pick, you know, we have several top top players, you know, goaded players in one of the hardest fighting games of all time. So I'd love to pick your guys' brain on, you know, what you guys think about this. It's really appropriate that you're asking this on the day we get Armada in, because I think Armada... <laughs> I remember talking with you at one point, Adam, and I think I said to you, like, man, it, do you just not have... I was like, because, you know, it was almost the meme was like, you know, Armada never plays bad, right? And And you were saying, I do play bad, I just... I, I I forget exactly what you said to me, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, I do play there. Are, I definitely have off days, but I, I work hard to make sure like, you know, you guys don't see it, you know, kind of thing. I forget yeah, what yeah, you heard. This is like at that dream hack, I think. At we that dream hack. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's something along the lines like, uh, uh, I do, I play bad. I'm just better at hiding it or like my B game is like, Better, better than a lot of other people's something along these lines i don't remember exactly but i remember the the situation and the context sort of yes but i think for me on this question i would say that uh at least in the sense of melee i feel like you almost never have people actually playing their a game because the game is so hard i think most of the time you have people playing like maybe a strong b game sometimes even lower right for me uh and I know this will sound like a bit of a jaw, and maybe it is. Uh, but for me, at tournaments, I often had issues with sleeping at hotels. I still can't literally do that. So for me, a lot of my practice, I was literally trying to practice in suboptimal conditions because that's often how it did happen in tournaments. And even for like you know your every attendee at tournaments, I I don't think it's possible to like play your A game every time or even remotely close to every time. Uh, at least in Melee, I think having a strong, strong, strong B game is 10 times more important than having the best A game. Because the thing is, the best A game, that's like a very... Like maybe in 100 days, you have one day where you play 10 out of 10 or close to 10 out of 10. And maybe like 80, 90 days, you will play like, I don't know, an 8.5 out of 10. And that's technically the skill that's asked. Which is why it's very silly with like, oh, like highest peaks and stuff like that. Because partially it's incredibly hard to measure if two people are playing at their peak simultaneously or not. But that's not really what we are asking at tournaments. We're asking who is playing the best 
during this specific tournament. And if you have the best players, you're not even asking over the course of the whole tournament. You're often asking who is playing the best during this three hour slot. So I think having a strong B game is much more important. Uh, and I do think practice, even when you're tired, frustrated, uh, I think in some ways it's worse because if you only do that, it's probably harder to pick up on new stuff and learn new things. Uh, but I think it's good in order to like learn to play uh, even when you're not feeling your best and doing the things you already do know. Uh, so I, I often hear people say like, don't play if you're like tired or feeling a bit bad. Uh, to me, I, I did not agree with that mindset because if you're in a tournament and you get to that point, uh, even you, even though you probably can use some, you know, methods to help, maybe like, uh, uh, like mental training, for example, uh, uh, and wait, wait, what's the word? Uh, meditate meditate you can use these type of methods to maybe like get closer back to like a stronger game but i don't think it's like an on and off switch like all right i'm playing bad i press a, you know a button and now i'm playing good again you just have to accept the fact that you will often end up in scenarios where the conditions are not optimal so i think you got to be able to like prepare for that and i think the best way to do that is playing in some optimal conditions at least sometimes and I will say, uh, just to follow up on that, I mean, our motto was an incredibly consistent player with a very high floor. So even for that last year he played, I mean, I tell my chat sometimes this armada that even though I, it was pretty clear to me that you were having a miserable time, I didn't know why at the time, but I was like, it's pretty clear, but you were still just beating pretty much everyone. It just showed, you know, the the consistency and 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 I really want people to think about that as as uh, they listen to what you're saying here. Um, that being said, I don't really have the same answer. <laughs> I love uh, that. Really? I love that because we're human. So we I think uh, what's best for me might not be the best for you. So I, I would love to hear uh, your response here. Yeah. And I and this I could give you a better tailored answer, Macho, if I, you know, was working with you specifically and everything. But I can tell you that when I've I've talked to Kadoran a lot about this sort of topic and, and the topic of B game, I think, comes up a lot. And I've really I really impress on a lot of people because a lot of people have the same sort of question. What do I do if I'm not playing well? And I'll tell them a lot of like make sure you simplify your game plan even more make sure that you try to get higher reward stuff that are simpler reads that don't require reaction as much because the more that you have to try and react the the harder that's going to be and the more you're going to tax yourself if you're trying to play an a game when you're not there and you're not able to do it so that's what i'll encourage as a general thing but i often get concerned that people will get kind of complacent if they hear that and i do see that a little bit now of course not with armada <laughs> clearly but um uh, some people can take that and they can say um well you know okay so i'm not going to be able to play well so i'm going to kind of accept that this is a struggle and i and, and i really do want to encourage people to to shoot for more and i don't mean being perfect because that's not really what i'm saying either but I think there are so many things that we can optimize in and out of the game, especially to improve ourselves. I think there's so much 
strain, especially as you become, you're, again, you've, you're succeeding at a high level, Macho, so I can tell, I can say this is pretty obvious, that there's going to be more pressure from expectations of people or sponsors or whatever, and this is, and, and then of yourself, right, that's going to put more on you. And so the more you can be at peace despite this, the more that, and the better you get, the more internal things, emotions and everything comes up, the more you can interact with that, the more you can see that all of this stuff is kind of connected. We did, and Armada did mention meditation. I think that's going to be another thing that's going to help you with this. And it's also going to be something that's going to keep your game at a more consistent level if you find a practice that's good for you. So the more you help the whole human that's not just a player, I think the better off you're going to be, the better off. It'll raise your B game because you are your B game won't be as low. But I think working on your A game does raise your B game kind of by proxy because you're just learning more and understanding more. So I encourage people to go for it especially if they're in a position like yours and then be prepared if there's an issue and certainly do some training in the way Armada's talked about. So you, your body and mind and everything understands it doesn't freak out and make the situation worse if there is an issue, but shoot for, shoot for success. Visualize yourself when you are powerful and you're playing and you're really enjoying it and, and live your life in a way that's going to get you there. And, and there are so many facets to that and so many things. I, I'm not going to attempt to go over all of it. I think it'd be more complicated, but I do think it is possible. Um, I have felt it at times myself, even in tournament. And even if, even if, and if you prepare incredibly well, if you prepare so well and you do all this stuff, that even if you do have an issue, you can still be in a really good spot. And I've had those spots a few times too. And so I can tell you that shooting for it and going for it having the high standard is is absolutely worth it. So it is going to be a bit of a different answer, but mm. I, I think there is some overlap too that I think is very valuable. It's funny thinking about how existing top players... Like, I'm thinking a lot about Amsa because Amsa is another person I've talked with that I've talked with this exact topic about. And it's funny because when I watch Amsa's gameplay... Um, I definitely feel like he's doing, or, or he's he holds himself to that standard, I think, that you're talking about, PP. But it's funny because I know that the way he practiced when he, well, not even practiced, practices, is he intentionally practices very early in the morning when he wakes up. Um, you know, when he was working, when he was a working professional, he would wake up at 6.30 or 6, and he would practice first thing as soon as he woke up because his thought process was, I'm going to be really tired or I might be jet-lagged. So I want to train myself to reach my tech skill peak or what have you as quickly as possible. Um, and I want to do it early in the morning because that's, that is going to emulate the tournament environment. Yeah. And so it's funny because I feel like with Amsa, I, I feel like there was a kind of a, there was a bit of both where I think he was from a practicality perspective. I think he was from a practice perspective. I think he was doing a lot of things Armada said where he was preparing himself to have to play in conditions that, might not, you know, be the best for a lot of people. But at the same time, I do feel like when I watch his gameplay, I never feel like he, like, I feel like he's always going for the thing that, yeah, you know, like that he should be doing. He's not and compromising. He's not compromising. Yeah. Yeah. And he will go for very difficult execution stuff. Um, I, I, I guess you just have to prepare, like to me in the middle, I, I guess I, you just have to be prepared to, um, you have to work hard if you want to hold yourself to that standard in tournament. Yeah, I think the thing is cool as well because, like, you, you see, like, all these people, like, all these, uh, like, if you look at players, how they improved, for example, like, how they got good in the first place, it's not like, like, you see some similarities, some overlaps, right? But a lot of players, they have also, like, their own little things that's 
sticking out, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't even uh, encourage, like, only listen to what I said or only listen to, like, what PPMD or TOF said. I mean, I think, like, taking, like, all of these things into account and see what sticks and fits best for you mm -hmm. is very, very important. Uh, because I mean, just look at just, just look. Uh, imagine like in school, for example, how people learn. I've had met so many people; they learn better one way, and someone else a different way, right? And some people like they learn in ways where I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna be trash at this if I keep doing it this way. <laughs> this is just not suited for me." And that doesn't mean that their method is necessarily better or worse, but it might be worse for me. So I always try to tell mm -hmm. that to people when they're asking me about like practice methods that some stuff I'm doing that's more suited for me and that must that's not necessarily the case for you, right? So yeah, I think having different viewpoints and test them all out, that's probably the best. Trial and error, beautiful system. Mm. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's awesome because I've actually been implementing some of the things that you guys are talking about. I actually go out of my way to practice whenever I feel tired. Uh, I force myself to practice and play sets whenever my hands are cold. I go out of my way to play sets. I even um, oh. blare stadium noises in my headphones because you know that's what it's gonna that's what it's gonna sound like yeah. you know when you play on on stage. <laughs> so I totally wow. I, I totally agree with um, what you guys are saying. It's good to know that you know, the viewpoints, uh, the viewpoints are similar. So thank you guys so much for your answers. That's You're pretty cool. Welcome. I, I, add, I actually want to add one more thing that actually crossed mm. my mind if that's, the, if that's mm -hmm. fine. So, I mean, I, I think two, two more things that is incredibly incredible, actually maybe three things super important for consistency. So, I mean, at least from a smash point of view, one of my main tools that I felt like was very important for consistency, like, if I hit you and you die, even if my neutral is a little bit worse, I will still have that, you know, uh, fret, right? Like, even if I'm playing a bit worse, every player will be scared because if I touch you once, you die. So that alone will help so much with consistency. And that's why I personally was mm. practicing so much against, like, computers and stuff as well to make sure that even on my worst, I can still super super consistently get this and i think everyday practice was very important in that like skipping days that was like the deadly sin do not skip days that was the, the way it worked for me that might be like overworking for some other people so it would, would work worse um uh, and then like preparing for opponents as well can clearly give you the edge of winning a set i know uh, uh ppmd was very good at that as well like you know analyzing opponents and knowing things in advance uh, I mean, I was doing the same too. So like if me and uh, PPMD were playing, we both like knew these little things, these right. little tricks uh, that could give an edge, that could impact uh, the whole set. Uh, I think one good example, and I'm pretty sure you did study this, or at least I think you did PPMD. Uh, but I think one good example would be from EVO 2013 when we played. Uh, and you were shooting me with a laser from the side platform and I was falling down with an immediate nair and I get seared to death in the first five, 10 seconds. As soon as I got hit by that, I was like, I felt in that moment that that's probably something I do too much. He has seen it and he literally got a full stock and he won that set. Yeah, it, it the little things can really add up. They can become big things and people I think are so... Uh, just you know you've you've got such a routine everyone is habitual in a certain way so getting something like that forcing people to make more and more of those adjustments 
uh, on top of already just having a rock solid game plan by itself, just really powerful. Awesome. That pretty much sums it up. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, coming on, Macho. No, of course. Best of luck at your next tournament. And uh, if you have any shout outs, you know, the floor is yours. Sure. Yeah. Shout outs, uh, Chicago FGC. Um, hoping to make waves in uh, Guilty Gear soon, as well as other games. Uh, shout yeah. out to Movement, uh, team I play for. If you want to check them out, MidwestMovementApparel.com. Um, and shout outs, uh, you guys for having me. Been watching you guys for a long time now. Love all your work. I uh, appreciate thank that. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate that. Have a good Take one. Care. Thank you. I think that's really funny that he said he blares uh, stadium noises in his headset. Especially considering, I don't think there have been really offline tournaments yet. It's been mostly online, as far as I know. So that's good, good preparedness yeah, for uh, offline tournaments. Yeah, you gotta. That's what man. I can only imagine. Imagine you're like you like put a loop of the crowd chatting like Mango, Mango. And you practice like <laughs> listen to the crowd chatting for Mango or something. Oh, like, okay, okay, man. I'm gonna fuck him up. Really, that's the the method method acting. All right, well, I think we have at least one more caller today, um, and it is Chape. What is up, dude, and where are you calling in from? Oh, I'm calling from Santiago, Chile. Santiago, Chile, what's up? Uh, what's your question for us today? You're, you're, I've seen a lot of your gameplay lately, Chape. Yeah, but I, I think saw you watching that tournament. Talking. Yeah, 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 it was awesome. It was awesome. Thank you, thank you. Mm. So my question is, it's more like pointed to Armada. But I think PP can relate to this too. So oh. the question is like, before you start traveling or tournaments like outside of region or Europe in case of Armada, and you were dominating the the local scene, and you d didn't have like access to top player practice, how do you define defy the odds against that? Like, what methods did you do to keep up with the rest of the people that are actually like, in a marriage, like competing with like great players and top talent? And most importantly, which is what what I'm struggling with right now, how do you keep yourself motivated through all of that? So, yeah, and for context here, Chape, you are in Smash World, so you qual qualified, right? Yeah, yeah South America. Invited, so one of yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Our guests today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the, all the top players coming in to pick Armada's brain. Makes sense. <laughs> of course. <laughs> all right, well, for me, I think, uh, so... Early on, very early on in Smash, I was super, super motivated. I was one of these kids that went to my first tournament, thought I was, you know, uh, the coolest, the best, the best kid on my block, that type of thing. I uh, got uh, my reality, or what I thought was my reality crushed in my first tournament. Uh, and I was very motivated from that point to actually, like, get good and improve at the game. So from a very early uh, point in time, uh, I was applying a little bit that we went over on the question earlier of uh, daily practice uh, that I still think is very important. For the most part, I have tried to apply that to Mario 64 as well in order to stay consistent. Uh, and always trying to work harder. Uh, that That's part of my mindset. Like, you know, almost like brutal, brutally go in with the hours. Uh, I think especially when you're from less uh, good regions, I think it's more good. Uh, I also try to apply more of like, uh, how do you say, like the more analytical side because I didn't have access to all these like amazing players, right? I could get really good cheek practice, for example, but a lot of other characters, it was like, 
decent players and sometimes even like not that good players so i had to like look at these players from the us like how are they pl playing how are they playing as other peach players even if they might not be like as good as me like how is ppmd playing against uh top peach players how is mutiking playing against them so I, I think stuff like that also helped me uh, a lot as well so yeah, I don't know. I feel like this this is a deep question. It could go like way further, but I, I guess my mindset was like playing a lot and playing daily. And in terms of motivation, it was like pretty much always just looking at the next tournament and try to win it pretty much. Uh, and then as I went on to be more successful, it was trying to like set records was a way for me to stay motivated like oh no one has free peated a super major all right cool let's do that oh no one has four peated i will try to do that so i was trying to like set up goals that was like oh no one has done this before so i'll try to be the first one to do it so i think in terms of motivation that was like something i tried to do to like keep the spark or fire alive for longer but eventually uh that didn't work out but it did for a long time. Did it for a long time. That makes a lot of sense. Like, at least for me, like, I've ha for instance, I haven't lost like a set since July or something like that. And I've started like trying to put like stuff like challenges with myself. And I feel like that's been a bit like more motivated in sort of sense. But I don't feel like I'm like doing productive stuff. For instance, mm. like I'm grinding punish game every day, but like. I'm not gonna get like good like neutral or good situations set up with like uh good players that play mix-ups. Like I usually I can play like Morse code like once every like two weeks, for example. And I would just like lab some stuff with stamina some, and I just, just get like destroyed for because like I don't get Samus practice here and I don't get like much oh. experience out of it, you know? Yeah. yeah, I feel what you mean. I think one important thing here, and I mean, maybe maybe it's a little bit harder to apply uh, before a certain point. But one thing I tried to do was that even if I played against players that was like way worse than my skill level, I always tried to treat them as they were top players. I was never trying to get into the mindset uh, of like, oh, I can do whatever I want and I will win anyway. Like... If I was losing any type of scenarios, it was like, what could I have done better? It doesn't matter if it's like someone that like a three stock consistently. I was trying to treat this player as, you know, like my biggest enemy pretty much. Uh, because I know some players I've heard about, uh, they are like, oh, I'm getting into this bad habit because people are not punishing me enough. So even sometimes if I did win neutral exchanges, it was like, well, this actually worked against a good player. So I, th I think like, in a way, I was trying to play almost extra consciously against worse people to make sure that the things I'm doing actually make sense and is actually good. And hopefully also like still uh, have the answers for like, even if what I did is a good option, it still is almost never like, oh, it can't be punished or beaten by anything, right? So I think having like keeping that in mind, like even if this is a good option, what could my opponent have done and how would the situation have played out from that point if that's what they went for? I mean, that's pretty deep, but yeah, that's pretty... Like, that's that was still, like, an important aspect for me, treating worse players still as they were the best, essentially. That makes a lot of sense. I'm going to start, like, trying that out, I guess. It's like... I need, I need to, like, start experimenting and getting that mentality that you were saying, Armada, but... 
it's kind of hard, but I'll definitely try it out and give it a shot. I think it should. I hope. I uh, hope it works out. I hope it works out. Hopefully. I can follow Actually, up if you want, but if you feel good about that, then I mean, you no, can go ahead. Uh, any perspective helps out like a ton. So yeah, so I, I want to get I a can... lot of like let's hearings from most people that like have like similar situations to me or like have gotten like some sort of experience close to this. Yeah, I mean, I had that for quite a while when I was coming up. Even if I was the best player in my state, there was still a lot of people above me. And I didn't travel out of state a lot, so I still had to do what I could with the people around me. And I think one of the most important things to me was if you can't get improvement from playing people, you optimized everything else as hard as you could. So that's why that's part of why I like yeah. analysis, because I didn't have a choice. I had to do it. And, and part of the reason I have the framework to discuss with people is because I had Smashboards, but I didn't have people. But people were on Smashboards, so that was what I used too. And and. And so every every little thing I could take, I, I took. And so again, you have to you the more you try to think like a person that is in SoCal or Florida or, or wherever that has a lot of players that you can just practice with on twenty ping or whatever, the more you try to think like that, the more frustrated you're gonna be. You have to get hungry and you have to say, What can I do that no one's doing and, and how can I make that work for me? Um, and one of the things that was really helpful for me to make it a little bit different than what Armada was saying is when you're playing someone, you if they'll listen, you can tell them, hey, I'm punishing you for doing this all the time. This is something you can do to change it. You can even practice with them if you want. Or you can just do a lot of experimental play when playing with someone. And I don't mean like you're talking about challenges, but you can be saying, okay, well, I saw Fox is doing this. I'm not sure why. I'm going to mess around with this tool. Or I'm going to try and see how fast I can be and not necessarily and like while still paying attention or try to do these movements that I'm not used to doing. How well can I execute in a, in a match situation, you can lose stocks on purpose in tournament so that you are at a deficit and you might feel pressure and like, oh, I haven't lost since July. So maybe like people will think of something about me if I lose. And so then there's a pressure situation. There are all kinds of things you could do, um, whether it's in friendlies or whatever, to give yourself an advantage. But the main thing um, is if I always told myself is if I am getting hit, if I'm not JV5 in you every game, there's something to learn. And, and, the main thing for motivation for me was I just love the game so much uh, that until something else got it more, bigger than my love for the game, that's always what pushed me forward. And I think that was true for for everyone that really came up in a big way, Armada or whoever. I think the love for the game, I mean, everyone talked about it. I think that a lot of people still do is that if you, as long as you're loving it and that's bigger than anything else that's in your way, you're going to keep going. And so something that might be useful is thinking about why you were so enamored with the game when you started. What what was it about all the possibility? Try to reconnect with the idea of all that stuff that's there. And then you can start going back into that idea of experimentation, which goes back into all the stuff I was talking about. So I do think there is a big relationship there. And I think the more you can tap into that, the, the better off you're going to be. That's really deep. <laughs> Actually, like, makes a lot of sense. Like, cool. I, need, I need a little, like, do this information for a bit and like have a like, good judgment, but it's like really useful. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm always I, part of this is formed by my own experience, but part of this is from watching a lot of other people, and so you know, I'm glad I can pass it on. I'm glad I can help, and and good luck to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the show, and for instance of me coming to this, I I watch this like every week, so cool, <laughs> it's kind cool. of surreal for me being here. I'm talking to like two of my favorite players. <laughs> I'm one of my favorite commenters, of course. 
Mm-hmm. Well, no, I know you were talking about Tofan Armada as your favorite players. Love those yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you got any shout outs for us on your way out today, Chape? Yeah, of course. Uh, shout outs to Golden Guardians, first of all. Then I want to shout outs like Melee Stats. They are really good at making compilations of like shouting out of like really obscure regions. And they're always like here around the community, like doing great videos and how- mm. highlighting players from like different regions that don't usually get the spotlight covering like people that are on come up. So shout out to them. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Finally got to yeah. meet Wheat this weekend. It's good. Wheat, out go. He's a goat. Um, shout out to you guys. I, I love watching this stream. Toast like really DJ hours for me. So I do usually like, watch this while I'm studying. I usually watch nice. PP when I'm, when I get home and Armada. Oh, uh, you study at DJ hours. You're like me. Yeah, of course. That's gotta be. That's gotta be. I'm a big lurker on both UPV and Armada stream. I usually come to Armada stream watching the runs. Also, congrats on the PD. So thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Um, and shout out to the chilling community for being like so so good. Mm. Cool deal. All right. Well, we'll see you around, Chape. Well, see you guys around. See you. Peace out, Chape. Peace out. All right, a lot of good questions we got today. Uh, but I think yeah. that it's going to be all for our callers. Um, Toph, I don't know if you wanted to ask Armada one more thing before we throw it to his community voice. I have a couple, I have one or two things I can ask, um, but I don't know how you're Yeah, feeling. take it away, because I already, I actually already asked Armada the stuff that I wanted to ask him, so. All right, let's go Toph, man. He's, he's on the ball today. Um, okay, well... This was something that kind of came to me while we were talking. I actually had different stuff written down, but it kind of got covered with our old community voice. So I had something else that kind of came up as everyone was talking. And, you know, I, it was, it really struck me. I, I've talked to, we talked to Cody. Um, we had him on a little while ago and he talked about how when he was making that summit run that decided whether he was going to play or leave, he was like, man, Armada basically gave me a cheat sheet on every single player, and I just did what he said, and I was able to beat everyone. And it was, it was and and I thought, oh, well, okay, that's interesting. And I was like, maybe that's like a one-off thing, right? But then I watched the Zane documentary the other day when he beat Hbox and Shine. He's like, man, Armada gave me these tips, and then I was able to beat Hbox, and I was like, okay, maybe there's more going on here. Maybe this is not a one-off thing. And I, so I kind of, you know, I was thinking, I, re- I guess the, the way I can ask this question is. It seems like you are still kind of involved in almost shaping the meta in a way by interacting with these other the other players. And I kind of wanted to ask, you know, do you get a lot of satisfaction from that? Uh, do, is, are there some players you enjoy working with more than others? I mean, uh, do you go out of your way to reach out to them or do they reach out to you? I mean, what's your experience with that been like? Uh, basically 95 to 99% of that is uh, the fact that the, the two players are... Uh, like besides Android, of course, way back. Uh, besides that, it's pretty much only been Cody and Muti King when he was playing as well, because I would say that's my two closest friends from the American scene. And I mean, Cody is a really good player. He's a great friend of mine, and I like to see him succeed. So I mean, I take satisfaction seeing a friend perform, you know, step by step closer to what he's actually capable of. Mm-hmm. And as long as he wants my help, I'm more than willing to uh, uh, try to help him through the process. Basically, I was trying to treat it similar to how I did it when actually the same way, more or less, I would say, uh, 
as when I was competing myself, just going over players. So basically for myself and now for Cody, going over his last sets uh, or set against uh, whatever opponent he is coming up, uh, trying to find his weak spots, things that they are abusing against him, what he should be doing instead. So it's often like, this is what you... This is where you lose a lot of neutral exchanges, and this is what you could be doing instead. Sometimes it's like raw answers that this is probably the best. Sometimes it's ideas uh, that could be working that I think could be worth testing out, or I test out myself for him. Uh, and then also trying to find weaknesses of the opponents, like, you know, how do they act under pressure? Like, if they're pressured, they have tend to have these type of habits. Uh, they're trying to find their openings these ways. They like these combo routes. So it's often like trying to dissect the player uh, in, like, both their, like, weaknesses. So, like, the, the spots you want to attack and your spots, you need to make sure that don't give them these easy openings that they're abusing. Sometimes they may not even thinking too much about it, uh, but you know, it's there, right? Like if I play, if I played against Android like today, even without thinking about it, I will have certain things that I will punish him for and vice versa, just because we have played a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And even though maybe Cody doesn't play uh, as much against any of these players, he's still like on a very uh, frequent basis play against these players in tournament, right? So you will have these type of like, oh, like this person recovers this way or they attack this way. Like some of this is like, you know, kind of uh, simplified, but some of it is also like very true, right? Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just trying to give him advice on, you know, all these areas. And as I said, as long as he finds it helpful, I will try my best to be a good friend and help him out. Okay, so in the case of Zane, you just really wanted Hungrybox to lose. Uh, yeah, in Hbox's cases, especially <laughs> back then. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I oh, hated Puff. Oh, that's no, funny. that's true. And yeah, I oh, hate Puff. Funny. I hate Puff. And in Zane's case as well, uh, I think one thing that was very cool with Zane in particular, it actually was from Summit uh, 5. It was from Summit 5. Many times, even like sometimes good players, they are, you know, asking for advice, right? I think one thing that was very cool with Sane at that particular event, that was like his, maybe not, actually in one way, I think breakout performance is yeah. true. Like he had beaten Plup and Leffen in the past, right? And he was a good player, but that Summit was like, uh, he was beating multiple players, getting top right. three, which was the highest placement that an invite had gotten at mm -hmm. Melee Summits. A at least back then. I, I think it still holds true. I think it still does. Uh, yeah. But I, was, I remember playing Insane, and I actually gave him quite a few advice on how to deal with Peach as well. Uh, and some of them he actually started to like use against me in the tournament. Oh, no. Um, as well but the thing oh, is no. the, the cool thing is that things i told him it was almost like he was immediately trying to like implement it right it was not like oh this is on my list to do later that may eventually be never it was almost like he was like instantly trying to like you know trial and error and try to get it to work so that that was like an additional point like yes hbox like like puff yeah i mean it's no secret to anyone like i just don't find it enjoyable and again, it has nothing to do with uh, Hungrybox. We are on good terms. We have always been on good terms, at least from my point of view. Uh, and I think that's the same for him. But just like he probably hated my young Link a lot, 
And later on, my fox, uh, I didn't like his puff. Uh, so yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did want other people uh, to win in that sense. That that is that is true. But with that said, no harassment towards Xbox. As I said, more positive, positive energy. Yeah, we do love positive energy yeah. here. It's funny with Zane, I, I do think that's one of his strong points. And, and you, you notice it to this day. It's not even from top players. Like, he will immediately implement uh, or try to implement or at least try to mess around with. You could be anyone. And, and if you tell him something, you know, he will take it to heart no matter who you are. I've always thought that was really cool about him. There's some other top players that are a little bit more, I guess, selective. But Zane, um, Zane is very, and he's about this. He's like, you know, I'll, I'll take advice from anyone um and 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 i i you know he's very uh i don't know non-elitist i guess like maybe you have a bad idea but he'll at least try it or think about it or give you know and i, I think that's pretty cool um and, yeah, and yeah, he's always he's always problem. been this way he's For always sure. been this way and yeah, he will try things immediately uh i, I don't know that the, the other top players are like this i think some of them you know like with with hungry box i think we've been the community at large has been telling him to reaction tech chase rest for a long time now, <laughs> you know, and he's starting to implement it sometimes, but, but yeah, with Zane, you know, you see it immediately. He's like, yeah, okay, this looks good. Sounds good. Let me at least try it. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, I think that's uh, one of many things that makes him into a fantastic player and uh, competitor. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, saying just as like some of the other players like that i've tried to help in the past mainly cody and also muti king like it is uh it's fun to see that uh they find it helpful right i mean i always like i always say that you know it's still their work they're just getting you know like some extra tools to work with but it's still up to the player to make usage of that those tools right so, I mean, I could send literally the same type of things to like most people and they wouldn't either wouldn't even try or wouldn't be able to the same degree use it to their advantage, right? So, I mean, it's still up to them to actually make usage of it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see when it happens. Yeah, totally. Can't, can't see you Gratifying. sending a checklist to uh, Mango and him going, yeah, this looks good. Some, for some reason, I just can't seem to wrap my head around that one. Mango, I think he he's usually later to jump on board a technique, right? Like shield dropping, ledge dashing, and he kind of picks it up. But although it is funny because with Mango, I do think he brings a lot of innovation, but it's usually it's usually from inward. And he will adopt techniques, but I feel like it usually takes him a while to uh, to start doing like the 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 commonly i like you know the, the the techniques that everybody's talking about um but then once he starts doing it then it's called the mango you know so right yes we yeah. we are all quite familiar intimately with with that process and experience uh we don't need you to comment on that one armada but what i would like to, for you to comment on is our community voice that's right i didn't forget look at me go I'm doing the bare minimum here um what would you like to have the YouTube comments respond to? What is your question for the people? And we can, we'll pick that up when we, when Toph and I and whoever else, if there is anyone else here next week. Uh, but what's a question that you'd really like people to answer that, that, that they would really love to hear from Armada? What is something that only you could ask them? 
Wait, wait. So, wait. Am I? I was supposed to ask a question and they respond to it in the YouTube comments, right? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So, so what everybody. we had last time was about how do you feel about Nickelodeon All Star Brawl? How do you feel about the longevity of the game? We started yeah. with that early on here. So now you you can have a question about whatever. Per, probably not the goat discussion. I would assume you could ask that and just cause a war. But uh, you could also ask a question again. Like I do I love said, war. I, well. Uh, what we, what I, like I told you before we started, I did one about degenerate, what's your favorite degenerate smash tweet. So it, it doesn't have to be serious. It can be fun. It's whatever you want to do. Um, it could be, who's your favorite Mario 64 runner. It's really up to you, man. Uh, but this is, this um, is your time I mean, I think I have one, uh, one question, uh, that could be interesting that hopefully okay. will give a lot of different answers. Okay. Uh, smashers aside, which esport athlete, professional would you love to see pick up melee? Like you can pick oh, one, oh. and also, also in this, like, uh, like one you think actually would be really like good in the game, and why? So like cool. an esport athlete outside of Smash that you would mm -hmm. love to see pick up melee that you think would do well, and why? I mean, maybe that's a little bit too much in it, but like, I, I think you guys sort of like see where I'm going. I get it, yeah, of course. Yeah, of sure. Course. I mean, there is more and more melee crossover with other games, and there are some people that try it sometimes. Um, I think especially after Rollback came out, I think there were a lot of people that were getting kind of interested in it. So the potential's there. Um, and yeah, I mean, maybe it'd be kind of cool, right? People are talking about it here. Maybe someone gets tagged in our response to it or whatever, right? Like maybe it even starts something. So I think it's I think it's a cool question, and... And um, I'm not as familiar with a lot of other esports scenes, so maybe I'd learn something about other esports scenes too. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I, this is always a fun topic. Um, every time I've gotten a, an opportunity to talk to like FGC members, for example, I, I always used to ask them at Evo or whatever. I would ask them like, you know, what character, you know, do you watch Melee? Like, what character would you play in Melee? Uh, I, I always think it's like a fun topic of discussion. So. Definitely curious to see what the people out there uh, are thinking mm. on this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all for us. We've had we've had a bit of a long one today, but n certainly not a bad one. I think uh, Armada, you know, legendary guest. Uh, legendary Glad we had a lot episode. to talk about. Yeah, legendary episode yeah. here in the books. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. It was uh, a great time, and I hope all the viewers had a good time. And, you know... Everyone involved in this show in any capacity. Mm. Thank you so much. It was a good time. My pleasure. Awesome. Our pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, we're going to let Armada go now. It is very late in Sweden, in case anyone was wondering. That's uh, true. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for hanging out. This is Radio Melee signing out.